Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Head of a Codfish, a podcast about modern working families. I am Hayley, your podcast host and producer. So it is getting to the pointy end of the year for those that are studying and so I thought why not try and cram a podcast interview into some student's already busy week. And here we are with Helena. Helena is getting to the end of a three-year degree, which has kept her, her husband and her twin daughters pretty occupied for the last three years. Her twins and my eldest child are only a few weeks apart in age. So while we started out in a similar place, it has been interesting to see our paths twist and wind in different directions. As you will hear from the interview, she came to tertiary study as a mature age student who was not really sure if her and study were going to see eye to eye. But in the most wonderful way, it has all happened, and now she's on the cusp of starting a new job in a new profession. So with a big good luck for exams and wishes for more sleep soon, here is my interview with Helena. start with a very important question for any parent. On a scale of newborn to teenager, how much sleep are you getting? I'm getting it more on a scale of student to not student, and that is not much <laughs> like at the it. end of semester. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all about assignments and um, studying for exams at the moment. So yeah. Yeah. So, so people have. <laughs> Burning the midnight oil a bit, mm, yeah, yeah, to to get those assignments and study done. Sure. So your children, I imagine, aren't interrupting you too much with sleep at this stage? No. Um, the only time that we get interrupted sleep from them is if they're genuinely sick. Yeah. Otherwise, they've always been good sleepers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good thing. That's a good thing. If they stay that way, it's... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny. You always feel guilty as a mother saying my children are good sleepers. Yeah, right. It's like, I'm sorry my children sleep. <laughs> so as a starting point, can you tell me about the members of your family and how you are all occupied as in with work and mm-hmm. school? Okay. I have eight-year-old twins and obviously they're at school. Um, my husband works full time and I study full time and I'm about to complete my degree. Excellent. Now your husband works full time. He was traveling a bit, wasn't he? Does he still do that? Uh, He travels a little bit, but he's tried to do it less over the last three years while I've been studying. Okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah, sure. So he's cut back. Um, Right, does that mean it's going to, as you're coming to the end of your degree, does that mean he's going to stop trying to do it less? Probably. Yeah. Luckily, uh, my mum doesn't work and my dad works about 10 minutes drive from my house. <laughs> okay, yep. So, you, so you've got some kind of backup. Yeah, that's. I mean, it was something I was going to ask about because, yes, you're obviously in the position where you've been studying, so lots of um, contact hours at university, but then you're also doing something that involves um, placements mm-hmm. uh, that can be uh, – they can be like – that can be night shift, can't it? They can, but I've been lucky. I haven't had to do any night shift. Right, okay. Um, but I do, if I do a late, I'm at work till 9.30. If I do an early, I start work at 7am. Childcare doesn't 
yeah, do those it's hours. Too early. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes, yeah. Well, that was kind of what I was going. Okay, how does this all work? Mm. Because yes, if you're doing um, studying and placement, which can be unsociable hours, mm-hmm. um, and your husband is traveling. Um, that doesn't add up for all no, the time. No, um, from time to time, my dad will actually pick the girls up from Osh yep. and then stay the night, drop them at school the next morning and then go to work. So, okay, right. Yeah, yeah. And if I know it's coming up, I will negotiate with the other students and try and get a late and then an early the following day yeah. so that it's literally that overnight that I need help. Yeah, okay. Just kind of rearrange things to minimise mm. or to make mm. it more convenient for who you do have giving mm-hmm. you that support. Yeah, okay. So I'm I'm imagining that quite a few of the, the students that you're working with have less of those kind of requirements. Yes. <laughs> to, um, to work around. So they have a bit more flexibility to yeah. kind of, yeah, swap, yep. swap shifts and times that, that kind of helps you out. Yes. Um, it's, there's quite a small group of us. They're expecting to graduate 120 to 130 of us. Okay. Yep. So not a huge cohort. So we all know each other. And I'm the only one with kids. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So yeah. I thought there might have been some more. No, no. Yeah, the, wow. yeah, the degree that I'm doing, most people with kids won't do it. Yeah. They'll okay. go to another university. Oh, okay. Right. Mm. Because their way of structuring things is just easier. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, as like to explain why, I do Monday to Wednesday at placement. And then Thursdays and Fridays at uni. And over the course of the entire degree, we do about 1,400 hours of placement, whereas the other universities do 800 to 1,000 hours. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that is what people find fits in with their life better when they have children. So they tend to do it at a different institution. Yes. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. So it's been an interesting experience then for Mm. you for the last few years exhausting (laughs) yeah yeah wow yeah really I guess enjoyed watching the process you've gone through from not knowing if this was something you could do yeah to getting into it and then just going actually I'm doing quite well and then now doing really well yeah um and just that that kind of transformation and that that progress um, that path through there, it's just been really lovely to watch. <laughs> to just to see you succeed so well after yeah. not being sure how you'd go. Yeah, it's been a, a huge revelation because I was not a good student at high school at all. Yeah. And there were many reasons that I didn't go to university initially. And I, um, I didn't have a lot of self-belief. So to get yeah. to this point, I'm kind of pinching myself. Yeah, yeah, that it's just kind of gone so well and Mm. it kind of just makes you think about the education system in general doesn't it that you can have someone that's finishing high school that is clearly very capable but for whatever reason learning styles or Mm. um whatever uh getting out of the end of it and not feeling that that is within your reach yes um probably absolutely no reason why it wasn't but um kind of makes me think that we're failing students if that's the impression they get after after coming out of a school. Yeah, I, I think we do fail a lot of people. Um, we especially fail the people who don't necessarily excel in the traditional academic subjects. Exactly, yeah. Um, 
and even things like uh, not valuing the creative subjects as highly when they are formulating ATAR scores and that sort of thing. Yeah. Undervalues creativity and skill. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you've also got to reward those people who have a natural aptitude for the traditional subjects. Yeah. So it's a, it's a difficult balance. Yes, there has yeah. – yeah, tr- traditionally education systems, yeah, have valued a certain type of knowledge or intelligence. Mm. For example, I was just um, watching a video recently about a business doing, I guess, linking up people, probably autism spectrum people mm-hmm. as adults. Yes. So we're talking about university level. And businesses, and just looking at the skills that a brain that's wired in that way, how those skills are actually very valuable for certain types of businesses. Mm -hmm. So that kind of meticulous searching through data, working with data, attention to detail, and that kind of thing, these students are just amazing at. Yes. And just with a traditional education perspective, they probably may not have got to university because mm. they may not have got a very good score because that particular skill set might not have been great for year 12. Yes. But, you know, linking these people up with businesses and really playing to their strengths and and how valuable they can be to businesses but also how their self-confidence and value in themselves can increase amazingly mm. by someone looking out for those those particular skills yes. and applying them in the right way and yeah they're, they're people that um as i said out of out of a certain view set of education would just be failing yes again just just the education system failing students that don't don't learn in a certain way or don't don't kind of approach things or their brain isn't wired in a certain mm. certain way my um, my uncle's actually a high school teacher and he works a bit with the special needs sort of classes yeah and one of the things that he says is that our education system was based on looking after the kids while their parents were in the workhouses yes that's right but that's not the reality now. Mm. We actually need to be equipping these people with life skills. Yes. These kids who are coming out of school need to actually be able to function. Yeah. Um, rather than it just being a form of childcare until they go into the workhouse. Yes. Yeah, that's right. I mean, even the hours of school were somehow, that was originally something to do with working, yeah, industrial revolution yes. kind of time and everyone um, starting to work in factories. And it was kind of around that. Um, and in no way viewed as this is an optimal way of doing this or this is how it's going to work best or this is how we're mm. going to get the best results. And still we're just doing the same, yes. approaching things in the same way and having a lot of a hard time doing that exact process of going, what can we do that makes it work the best? Yes. How, how is this going to work the best? How are we going to get the best results? Um, it's just kind of yeah, doing what we've always done and approaching mm. it in the way we've always been approaching it. I mean, obviously that's not entirely true. There's a lot of very interesting things happening and, and um, thinkers in education trying to change things. But, yeah, I think I think there's probably still a lot of kids that are coming out of high school feeling like they can't do what they need to do yes. to get into university. Or... Yeah, but they also there's also that almost overvaluing of university education. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
in that I know when I went to school, it was very much, you must all apply, you must all go to uni, you must all do this. Yes. Um, and then now we have the issue of how do you get a tradie? Yes. Because so many kids were discouraged from going and doing those sort of education options. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I hadn't really thought about it like that, but yes. Um, in a lot of ways, we have in the past um, had a bit more of an idea of everyone needing to strive for the same thing or everyone yeah. needing to do the same thing, everyone wanting to dress the same way for a certain fashion mm. and everyone needing to be aiming to all get married and have children and do the same thing. And, I mean, I certainly know that I've just through life realised the value in just having different people doing different things, providing different things to the community. People maybe not having children and then having a greater capacity to do other things in the yes. community that people with children find it hard to do. And just by setting up this, everyone should do this, leaves a lot of gaps. It does, it does, and it doesn't take into account the differences in people. Yes. We, we, aren't, we don't look the same, we don't think the same, we don't act the same. Yeah, yeah, and we shouldn't all be kind of guided towards doing, yeah. doing the same. <laughs> yes. So what are your parenting superpowers? Uh, I've got some bad ones. No, 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 that, no that's, that doesn't work. No, we, I know. <laughs> I mean, the reason I ask this question is because I think parenting can be very undervalued. Yeah. And I kind of like people to go, you know, this is an important thing. Yeah. I care enough to do this well and this is what I do well. Yeah. Um, and not to just kind of go is unimportant and I, uh, it's not important enough to speak yeah. about or yes. to be to be kind of impressed about or to go hey look I'm doing this really well or, or to kind of show off and say look what I did with my kids and yeah you know um, this is something of value yeah I think um, something my mum always did was to push me to be as independent as possible yeah and I've continued that on with my girls um, they make their own lunch every morning yeah um, other than the odd prompt to get moving, they get themselves ready in the morning from start to finish. I very rarely have to pull clothes out for them or remind them that the school bell is going to go in 10 minutes or anything like that Sure, because yeah. they have never been stopped from doing things. We mm -hmm. always push them to do it for themselves. Yes. Um, the school have Independence Day on a Wednesday. Yes, yes. And I always laugh because my girls do everything every day. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, we have we have Independence Day, more so in the reception mm. area where um, it was just once every, I don't know, a few weeks. Um, and now that it's just surprise Independence Day, so yes. this is when you drop them off. Yeah. Um, and it'll just be uh, – so it used to be on Friday every few weeks, and now there's one a week just – Tends to be Wednesday, but just it's just randomly Independence mm. Day, which I found great because when I was going into you know dropping off and then going to work, I would kind of go. Um, or sometimes I'd just be kind of driving the drop off zone anyway, and I'd look across to the door and just go, "Oh, it's Independence Day. I'm great here." Yes. <laughs> or that day you're just kind of rushing and you're trying to get back into the car and getting back to work. Yeah. Or getting to work. And you just see the independence sign up and you're like, yes, <laughs> in the door, I'm off. I, um, I, I quite often will, because we live very close to the girls' yes, school, yeah. and I quite often drop the girls at the school crossing and keep walking to the bus. Yeah. So they literally take themselves the whole way. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. We have, um, 
it depends what classroom you're in, but where my where the receptions are, mm-hmm. there's a drop off zone that is kind of eyesight to the door. Yes. So you can drop and go, which I do sometimes. Sometimes I'll just sit and see, you know, that they're heading in the right direction. Less so now because we've just been doing it for a little while, and mm. she's kind of the the one that's in reception is um, proven. She's just quite fine walking. You know, it's a really short distance. Yeah. But yep, she's uh, she's all good there. But it's still great for her confidence to do that for yes. herself. Yeah. Um, and it sometimes will force a child to be a little bit out of their comfort zone, which is a useful thing for an adult as well. Yeah. If, if we're not learning to be out of our comfort, comfort zone from childhood, when are we going to learn it? Because I get that why people kind of don't do that more or why what kind of holds them back from that mm. independence is just going, bad things could happen, you know, someone could come and kidnap the child in that walk there or whatever but giving children the ability to walk into a space confidently Mm -hmm. and know that that they have the ability to do what they need to do they have the ability to tell someone if something goes wrong to confidently do that and not kind of feel that they should be afraid of everything and be the one that's always looking scared and looking Mm. like a target if you were yes. if someone was going to do something bad moving into a space looking scared and feeling unsure is not a great yeah way to yeah develop that kind of confidence and independence and not a great way to live your life no um so i mean i, I kind of get it's it's two different ways of approaching it so a yeah. lot of people would go no they can't do that they can't walk to the classroom themselves or you know whatever it is because someone something bad might happen mm. um but then the other way of trying to achieve exactly the same thing is is yeah for them to be independent and feel confident and not look like the one who doesn't feel like they should be there yeah. or doesn't feel like they should be doing that or just get getting the feeling that the world's just a scary place yeah, and that I shouldn't feel comfortable doing my stuff that I need to do. Yeah, and you don't want to have a kid who you've done everything for and then suddenly they hit 15 or 16 you're like, okay, off you go, and they literally have no clue how to function. <laughs> yes. Because that, that yeah. happens. <laughs> we've all, we've all like been in a share house with that kid, haven't we, or with that young adult. Yeah, I um, I've I've never lived in a share house. Yeah, but okay. I've I've been the boss of a few people like yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You come across them. Life. Yeah, yeah. You, you certainly come across them. Yes. They've just got got no idea. Yeah, it's an interesting one because certainly in my you know raising my children, the kind of adult that you end up with yes. um, is something that I think about a lot and something mm. that I yeah am aware of of developing a good person Mm -hmm. and a person that's a reasonable employee and someone who you know makes good choices and whatever but yeah I don't I don't think everyone sees that as the goal no as as what they're what they're trying to achieve yeah some people seem to feel like the being the mum and doing everything is their entire calling in life yes which is fine if that's what works for you I know that that's not what works for me. Yeah. And part of my going to university was that realisation that just being mum was not what's going to work for me. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, which was actually a, quite a revelation because I, I thought that that was yeah, going to be enough. okay. That was kind of how you, you yeah, yeah, thinking but, going into it. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. But the reality of actually being mum 24-7 and that was 
pretty much all I had was not what I imagined. <laughs> yeah, 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 and I guess um, you've kind of had a bit of a different um, experience with that to some with having twins mm. and then just kind of getting that whole thing of having young babies, twins, yeah. um, and just being very full on and mm. very life encompassing, like just taking over everything. Yes. But then at the same time, once you get two going to school at the same time mm. and just kind of going from house full of children all the time to yes. just everyone leaving at the same time, it, it, it kind of gives you a different perspective, I suppose. Yes. Whereas I'm kind of gradually getting them <laughs> to the school age and it's a slow progression from um, working in the home to then working outside the home yeah. and then working more hours and whatever you've you've kind of had that different perspective where that parenting time has been quite intense but compressed yes and it's and then out they go yeah and, and being twins they've also got each other yeah they you know every new step in life there's someone right next to them having that same new step in life. So sure. I don't think that they probably needed me as much as my friends' kids who yeah. are one off and are doing everything first time up alone. Yeah, I've uh, I've got an interesting thing which is not quite the same as that, but um, so I've had you know one one child start uh, and so this is you know in year two now and mm-hmm. the next one this year. And I'm just noticing the whole parenting thing, just, you know, meeting a whole new group of parents yes. and whatever. And what we, what I had with the, when my eldest was in reception was a lot of parents or more parents that had older children. Mm-hmm. So they'd already done this once or twice mm-hmm. or more um, already and just kind of bringing that perspective to it. And then the, the class that my um, middle child's in now is a lot of older children, the mm-hmm. eldest children in their family. I guess their independence and how they approach things and how they uh, view things is just, it just seems so different. Mm. And I kind of think, you know, I was that parent once. I was the, the first one with their, you know, as you yeah. say, the single one going out, doing all these steps for themselves the first time. <laughs> was I like that? <laughs> was I that much of a, you know, first first parent? Yeah. <laughs> first child at school parent? Yeah, it's very easy to sort of get your rose tinted glasses on and, and yeah. forget that you were yeah. in that position as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think my nature is just a bit more to go along with it and I'll work it out at the time or yeah. it doesn't matter. I don't I don't have much of a fear of doing it wrong, I guess. No. Yeah, like you're saying, having two going together, I guess you you have a bit of a yeah, you're not sending them out into the world entirely alone. Yes. They've got a bit of backup and a bit of support. And, you know, if something was to what's happen, yeah, there's someone there that they could mm. uh, call out to or get support from. Yeah, and they always they always go with very set instructions about what is and isn't acceptable yes. for them in that moment. And when they're going to school, it's like one of the big things is you are going to school. Yes. You are not going anywhere else. You are not going with anyone else. I'm I'm mum or I'm dad if my husband's doing it. This is the instruction. Yep. Follow the instruction. Yeah. Um, and they know that if they don't follow the instruction and we find out that the privilege of yes. that independence yeah, that will independence. be taken away. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's, yeah you, you prove that you um, are okay with that responsibility mm. and you're going to treat it appropriately. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yes. Like if we found out that they were 
wandering off and turning up to school 10 minutes late, then yeah. that would be that. Yeah. There wouldn't be happening anymore. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so what about your husband? What is his parenting superpower? Uh, he is so much more patient than me and I never thought that I'd say that. <laughs> it's been one of the surprising things of parenthood. Yeah, yeah. I always thought I was patient until I had kids. <laughs> I'm sure you're not the fir- the only one or the first one to say that. Yeah, whereas he just he's just so relaxed about everything. He's like, it's okay, off we go. Um, yeah, and I'll be losing my <laughs> losing my brain a little bit, and he'll just be like, it's okay, off we go. <laughs> and um, yeah, I remember his mum being absolutely amazed by the father that he became because I don't think that she ever thought that that would be the father that he was not that she thought he wouldn't be patient, but she was just amazed by how um, loving and caring. Okay. He was. Yeah. And he yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just looked a bit different to what, what she yeah. thought. Yeah. She sort of had always assumed that the kids would sort of be something that was a little bit over there for him. But it's definitely his top priority. Yeah, okay. Yep, yeah. Yeah. So, yes, his patience is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) It is an interesting, yeah, I can't say I thought about it in quite that way. But I'd imagine if I'd watched a son Mm -hmm. grow up and go through, like, you know, teenage years and all that kind of stuff, um, it would be hard to imagine what they'd be like as a father. Yeah. Just because a whole teenage boy just seems like... So far removed from <laughs> from the role yeah. of fatherhood. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> there would be there could tend to be a lot of surprises. Yeah, that come I, out of the end of that. Yeah, I've I've known him since I was sixteen, and he was seventeen. And I don't think as a sixteen-year-old, I would have imagined that he would be the man that he is now. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's just yeah, he was very very like he's still very quiet, but. Um, very, very much about thinking. Um, whereas in parenthood, although he is very much about thinking, he's also very much about feeling as well, Mm -hmm. which has been a really nice, um, growth. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a a good observation. Mm. Um, because men and boys aren't often encouraged to be kind of, high on that emotional intelligence scale yeah. um, and are just sold a bit short in that they aren't capable of that. Mm. So, yeah, to, to, to become a father and, and then kind of engage a lot more with mm. that um, emotional intelligence, yeah, that's a, that's a great kind of progression for men to make. Yes, yeah, definitely. Even my own mum comments on, on how much fatherhood has changed him in positive ways. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Yeah, great. So how is, we've talked about it a little bit, but how mm. in general is the childcare managed in your household? Now, I imagine it chops and changes a bit with placements and mm. different uni schedules and, and whatever and exams. and Yeah. <laughs> For the most part, they do three days a week in OSH. Mm-hmm. And so two, before and after? Uh, no, just, just after. Just after school, um, yeah. Yeah, we live about 10 minutes from my husband's work as well. So he's able to do the school drop-off and then drive to work. Okay, yep, um, a reasonable time, yep. If I'm on an early shift. Yep. Um, and so they'll do afternoon OSH three days a week 
And then two days a week, uh, my mum picks them up from school, mm-hmm. which is quite a journey. <laughs> my my mum lives about an hour by car from us and doesn't drive. Oh, so wow. my mum catches two buses and has to leave home at about one o'clock in the afternoon at the latest <gasps> to get, to get to the get girls. To, yeah, yeah, wow, that is so, quite a um, undertaking for her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the the bonus of being an only child myself. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So she's not not doing that for multiple children, no. like multiple sets of sets no. of grandchildren. Yeah, right. Okay. Yep. And so then, um, yeah, either you're picking them up from Osh mm. or your husband, yes, or depending yep. on who's working what shift. Yeah. And, yep. Um, yeah. And then when your mum's there, she's there until someone. Yeah, she'll stay until dad comes and picks her up. Yeah, um, okay. Yeah, yeah, he'll finish work and then come and pick her up. And, yeah. Yeah, 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 okay. Home. And usually um, by that point I'm home or my husband's home yeah, and yeah. everyone's there. Sure, yep. What about school holidays? So do you always have uni holidays at school holidays? No, <laughs> no. no. I've got another friend <laughs> who has been studying and, yeah. Yeah. They're just... Yeah, no. <laughs> um. Beyond usually, logic, they're just, yeah, not yeah, at the same time. Yeah, the, the placement in the degree that I'm doing likes to start in January. Yeah. And likes to go through all of the holidays. Yeah. So even when I'm on holidays and they're on holidays, we only get two days a week together. Yeah. Um, And so quite often the holidays don't match up either. Yes, yes. Um, So the girls will tend to go and stay with my parents. Okay, yep. Um, because the cost of... Osh, school holiday Osh for two children for two weeks um, on one income is completely prohibitive. It yeah, is, yeah. It would work that's if right. we didn't have baths, didn't turn lights on, and didn't eat or yeah. petrol in our car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yes, I mean that's that's um, certainly something that uh, we notice in my family is just because we have no family that lives immediately close mm. by. Um, so school holidays, usually really, it has to be something that you pay for. Yes. There's no, no kind of way around it. Although my mum does occasionally come for a week or something. Mm-hmm. Um, say the last January, I think she came for a week or two, which in those long summer holidays, you, yeah, you kind of really, really helps. Yeah. But I mean, I was, you know, at that time working three days, so mm-hmm. it's three days that you kind of have to pay for, but it just does get very expensive. Mm. And it's just hard work. Yeah. I mean, in that, um, I guess we could just go, okay, you just go to vacation care every one of those days and then I can drop you off in the same spot every day and pick you up at the same spot at the same time. But what we tend to do is a bit of a combination so mm-hmm. that you're not getting, you know, a whole summer holiday's worth of exactly the same, going to the same place every day. So we do other paid activities but around yeah. the place. And so it just gets to the point where every day you're going to a different place at a different time and they have different requirements as in what you have to pack. Yes. Some will provide some food, some <laughs> won't provide any food. Yeah. Some you need a ton of spare clothes for, some they're just fine with what they've got. Um, and it just ends up being A, expensive yeah. and, yeah, B, just just a lot of work, yeah. a lot of effort. Yeah. One of, one of my friends works um, three days a week but they're not consecutive days. Yeah, yep. And so sometimes between us we've been able to look after each other's kids as well. Yep. Because she's got no family here. But she often talks about 
the whole thing of trying to get the kids all ready for their various OSH activities mm, and their different mm. things. And her, she's got a boy and a girl, and her boy has very different interests to her little yeah, girl. Yeah, right. Trying to keep everyone happy and run a household and get to work. It's, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the that's the thing is um, my girls at the moment. So there's two that are doing vacation mm-hmm. care, and their interests are generally fairly close. Or I mean, I guess it's just an excursion to to go somewhere they haven't been. Maybe. Yeah. So if it's a movie or something, they're just always you know they're always happy to go to a movie. They don't. Like they're not that fussed about what the movie is. Yeah. And all the vacation care, they choose something fairly yeah. generic and inoffensive that's going to cater to a lot of interests. Yeah, but I don't have that where I, I can generally group them together, mm. the, the, those two, and, and send them to the same activity and they they might not always like it. Or sometimes we've had a – maybe there's one or two days where you get a choice. Mm. Their interests aren't that different and they're, mm. they're two years apart, so it's fairly easy to kind of make it all work. Yeah. Uh, but, yes, if you had children yeah. that are quite different interests and then yes. they really didn't want to go to the same vacation activity mm. – uh, yes, that would be much, yeah. much harder. I mean, yeah, I find that a little bit more with, as we talked about a bit on the podcast, it's just um, after-school activities mm. where you can try and group them a bit, but that's where I find more. There's um, certainly with different age groups, Yeah, you can't group them as much, say, with the two-year-old's not going to be doing anything that the, five, the six- and eight-year-old yeah. are going to be doing, and that's where you kind of end up splitting up. Yeah. more and having to divide yeah yeah my girls do dance which obviously they're in the same class that they yes do. but then you'll see the parents who are there for five hours on yes. a saturday because yes. they have one child in the first class and they have a gap and then they have one child in the third class and they have a gap and they have one child in the fifth class yes yeah that's right and i just i was like that's not my idea of a saturday <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's right you can just kind of knock it all off as yeah. assuming they're doing the same yeah thing the same activity you can just yeah yeah get knock it all on the head in in an hour or something yes <laughs> get on with your day get on with your day yes <laughs> Okay, so with the um, study and yeah, what you're doing at the moment, do you feel like you had the ability to choose the plan of the study that you're doing and the way you organise things, um, or is it something that has been forced upon you? There's no real flexibility as far as when our classes at university are. Yep. Um, everybody does the same classes at the same time. Yep. So those days are very much these two days you're at uni everyone's there from this time to this time on this day and this time to this time yeah there's no like coming in late after you drop off the kids or no no yeah yeah i have occasionally done that and missed lectures yep um but if i want to actually go to everything then no there's not a lot of flexibility yes Um, yes it's not like a workplace where you can just go um i'll start later and finish later yeah yeah yeah, there's nothing nothing like that and it's, it's not going to be like that when I'm working next year either mm, mm. because I'm going to be doing shift work. Shift work, My yeah. roster's going to be given to me. I'm only going to get a finite amount of say in what the, what I can and can't do can't that do. Yep. fortnight. Um, so it's preparing me for next year. Um, we do have the flexibility in most of the places we have our placement of writing our own rosters. Okay, yep. So if for whatever reason I genuinely need to do a late one day or an early one day, we negotiate with each other yep. to do that. But obviously that flexibility isn't always as simple when you're actually um, working and yes. they're having to do their skill mixes and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, you're part of a lot bigger kind of 
yeah, yeah. system yeah. Um, that doesn't always allow. Yeah. So I guess there's some flexibility and some total inflexibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. But I guess, I mean, obviously this path of, of kind of going back to, to study and mm. very – very kind of full-on study mm-hmm. um, once the girls have been at school. That's, yeah, obviously something you've been able to choose. Yeah. I haven't kind of felt that financially or just with the logistics of your family that it's out of out of your reach. Yeah. I guess, yeah, like at the moment there was some study that I would really like to do. And I guess now I don't have a job, I might be able to. But for, <laughs> for a while, and it's less full-on. It's not like a, you know, mm. um, full-on several-year degree. It's much more minor than that. Um, but certainly I've felt that logistically I just can't do it at yeah. the moment as much as I would, I would love to, um, working and organizing three kids and doing projects like this podcast yeah. and whatever. It just doesn't leave room for that. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. Not, not possible. No, no. Before I applied and then accepted the offer at uni, I, um, I sat down with my husband and I'm like, now if I do this, I'm doing it. Yeah, and you you have to be ready to help. He's like, yeah, yeah, it's fine, it's fine. I'm like, no, no, you have to be ready to help. <laughs> so, and did I, you think that was a danger? Like, is it, did you I feel mean, like it might have been like, oh yeah, that'll be fine? But when it actually came to the the, a, the tough days, that yeah. yeah, it was such a new experience. And I'd been home for five years. Yes, and I had been running a small business from home, but I was home. Yeah, um, yeah, and I did a lot that I don't do now. Yeah, you know, I. He now does most of the washing. I did most of the washing. Yeah. Um, he does a lot more cooking than he used to. He does a lot more general childcare than he used to. Quite yeah. Often on the weekend, he takes them out, and I'm so I can study. Yes. So there was that discussion of if we're doing this, we're all doing it. We're all doing it. Yeah. yeah. And I had the same discussion with my parents because they said, "Oh no, we'll help. We'll help." And I'm like. Okay, you say that now. Yeah, yes, but, but it has to actually... You need to actually help. <laughs> yes, and there's very concrete things yeah. that have to be the way that they are and you have to come to yeah. the party. Yeah. Uh, it's not like, oh, we'll do it if it's convenient. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah and it goes to the point where there. I said to mum so many times, if I'm doing this, you're helping, you have to help. She was like, we know. <laughs> we get it. <laughs> we get it. Um, yeah, I remember when I – so similarly, I've been working, um, running a business from home and then went into work. Mm-hmm. And I kind of felt like everyone's like, oh, it's such a big adjustment. It's doing all this. And I'm like, well, I've worked before. I've been in a workplace. Mm-hmm. I haven't been recently, but I've done this before. Um, I kind of went – I almost feel like it's more of an adjustment for my husband because yeah. at, when I went back to work, he went to part-time. So he was, as you're saying, doing a lot more – Childcare and yep. a lot more domestic staff and whatever. I like. I mean, not that he hadn't, you know, he'd lived by himself and done all that, yep. but he'd never had a day at home by himself with the kids responsible yes. for two children. Whereas I'd, I'd done what I was doing before. Yeah, I kind of felt like it was probably and just that where for so long, for several years, I'd been that buffer. So between like the work and the children, so they had an appointment. A medical appointment, I'd go. They'd had something on. I would do that. Um, I would rearrange everything to to get the things that needed to be done done. Where it, he had just kind of not really had a lot of. Oh, I mean, there was some, but not a lot of that. He'd been kind of buffered from that, having to leave early for whatever or yeah. come in late for whatever. Um, I'd provided that buffer for so long, and then it was it was his kind of adjustment of a 
being at home some of the time with the children and doing the childcare and doing the cleaning and washing and whatever that had to be done then, but also just that making adjustments in your workplace and mm. doing things differently. Um, yeah, being the the one that leaves early to take a child to a doctor or something. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, it was quite an adjustment for him. Yeah, yeah. And I know for me there was the – on top of the adjustment for us as a family, there was the mental adjustment of I'm taking all this time and costing all this money, but I'm not actually bringing any money, money in. Money in, yeah. Which, although it's not all about money, it is still quite a daunting prospect yes. to be – making a dent in your family's finances yes without also adding to those finances anymore. Mm, yeah, yeah yeah and it's it's an investment isn't it because yeah. you're getting yourself to the position yeah. where you will contribute significantly yes um but yeah it is it is an investment um and it's a, it's a fairly long term investment yeah. it's a fairly yeah that you, you you're not bringing anything in mm-hmm. um for quite a while before before you do get to the position yeah so with how you organise study and work and, mm-hmm. and children, what do you think works well? Uh, I think it probably works well that my husband does so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Other than that, I actually think that I achieve more when I'm on placement and I have less time. Yeah, yep. Um, when I'm not on placement, I procrastinate. Yeah. So, yeah, I actually think doing more helps me to do more. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've talked about that on the podcast before, how just having less time just gets you to a a, a higher level of efficiency. Yes. And um if you're given too much time or not enough structure yeah. or not enough things that you have to meet or hit at a certain time, yeah. then it just gets all a bit <laughs> Yeah, it's funny, I'm I'm a terrible procrastinator, but I can't stand to be working on assignments the day they're due. Yeah, right. So I'm like, semi a procrastinator. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, Just a half hearted procrastinator. Yeah, yeah. I procrastinate about procrastinating. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think there's any downsides of the way you're doing things? I don't spend as much time with the girls as I'd like to. Yeah. Um, and quite early on in my time at uni, the girls. One of the girls told me one day that she was never going to go to university because it was terrible. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, so there is there is a lot of mum guilt. Yeah. <laughs> so much mum guilt. Um, so yeah. is that likely to get better or worse once you're working as opposed to studying and placement and all that? I think better. Yeah. Though I think I'll be a lot more tired. Yeah, okay. Um, but at least when I come home, I'm home. I don't have... Study to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can just come home and write. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the the, the kind of bigger picture will mm. be better. Um, yeah. Hours wise, will it be similar to what you're doing now? It's slightly different to the shifts that I do on placement, but I'll actually get home from my early shifts a bit earlier. Yeah. Because they start a bit earlier. Yep. Um. So I should get home pretty much as the school bell goes. Yeah. Okay. Um, yep. So at the moment we've got them booked to, booked into Osh for next year, but as I sort of play it by ear, I might be able to pull them out. Of you that might be able to, session, yeah, yeah, which will free up those hours between school finishing and dinner being made to actually spend with them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and even simple things like uh, the later shifts start a bit later, 
So if I'm doing an afternoon shift on a Saturday or Sunday, we've got half the day to do something as a family again. Yep. Whereas at the moment, so often it's, say, Saturday that's off to dance. My husband does the shopping while the girls are at dance or before they go to dance and then come home, have lunch, and he takes them out for the rest of the day so I can study. Mm. Um, And then I'll often be studying into the night as well. So it's, yeah, I think that there'll be more time for them but I'll be more tired because of the rigors of shift work. Shift work, yeah. 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 Excellent. So what do you think your family's next step in the evolution of work and children's going to be? It's probably just going to be getting when you're working. Yeah. I The transition from studying to working in a new field um, in and the employer that I'm going with isn't – an employer that I've had any placement experience with. Okay. Yep. So I have it's a bit to, unknown. Yeah, yeah. So there's a there's a big um, unknown element to it, um, and there's that adjustment to actually being the responsible person. Yeah. Um. So I think the next step for us will be just getting used to. Yep. <laughs> used to me working. Yep. Um. And me getting used to me working. Yep. And maybe a holiday. Holiday. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is kind of. <clears throat> yeah, I've been put on the back burner for, yeah, for quite a while. Yeah, the, between the hours of what I'm doing taking up and that whole win, one income thing, a holiday's not been on the cards. Yeah, um, yeah. Whereas now we're actually able to talk and plan to go places and, yeah. In our, in my family, we've just done a similar thing for a, a, for a different reason, but we, we um, had a medical situation mm-hmm. that kind of meant – that we were conserving leave mm-hmm. in anticipation of using it at a particular time mm-hmm. um, for something, yeah, for a medical reason. Um, and we were no longer in the, as immediate future, having to take a significant amount of leave mm-hmm. for, for that event. Um, so it meant that we suddenly had all this leave. Yes. And we had two of us earning money yeah um and that we could could do that yes um so we it was probably minor to start with we just went away for one week of the recent school holidays but it was just it was so sorely needed yeah just they'd just been too long of doing the same thing and i guess we we suffer a bit because um both of our families are not close by so Mm -hmm. often a lot of our leave time is used just visiting family, mm-hmm. just doing the things you have to do. You 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 know you have you always have Christmas, and for that, for us that always means traveling somewhere yep. and spending a reasonable amount of time. Um, and there's just so many things, so many parts of just family life that you do. Yeah, and then that kind of takes up half or more of your leave, and it yes. just doesn't. There's not a lot left. Yeah. Um, and just this whole situation of, of trying to store up what we did have. Um, and then also my husband changed jobs uh, earlier this year, so that meant going from a very significant leave balance to mm. nothing. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, we just, you know, a couple of weeks ago finally did the holiday that yes. we'd kind of been <laughs> hanging out for a long time. Um, and it was, yeah, it was it was good just to – to change modes, to change kind of tempo and mm. not, have, yeah, not just keep going and going and going with the, the whole getting kids to places and getting yes. to work and, yeah, yes, it was good, good break. So yeah. are you going to be able to work that out in between study finishing and work starting? But Yeah, we, we're talking about 
having a week away somewhere in January before I, I don't before you yeah late January. Um, so we are talking about trying to go somewhere in that time, but of course it has to be on budget. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I did say no to camping this time. We, we camp quite a bit because yeah, it is such yeah. a budget holiday. We yes. um, we actually were just camping during the last little school holidays because you know you can get a powered site in a caravan park yeah. for. You know, five nights for what you pay for a hotel for one night. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We're we're campers as yeah, well. We yeah. we do a bit of bit of camping. I mean, it tends to be quite short term, like a long weekend type yeah. type thing. Um, but yes, that that is something we do do. Yeah. It's an interesting one. When we got our camper trailer mm-hmm. was before my youngest one was born, mm-hmm. and so we've used it. I mean, there's gaps where we don't use it for a while. Um, but she's been going camping since. I remember going, oh, I was trying to think, which is about six months old. I remember having the high chair there. Um, yeah, so she's been, she's been going camping since she was about six months old. Um, and a lot of people just go, I just wouldn't do that. Like just totally rule out the idea of camping with younger kids. Yes. Much like, yeah, very young kids. And it is like a pain having nappies and, you know, running water and stuff yeah. like that. It is annoying, but um, yes, yes, we're we're campers. Yeah, we um we used to camp before we had the girls, and then we stopped, and we only sort of started when they were five or six. Yeah. Um, when I actually felt like okay, we can do this. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it does give us that sort of budget way of yeah, actually that's right, getting, getting out some of the time family. out and yeah. yeah, yes. I don't know. In some ways, it's um it's easier. <laughs> They're younger, yeah. Because I mean, there is a certain thing at a, at an age they can just wander and not really have a concept that they shouldn't just wander off into the bush. Yeah, <laughs> like certainly my younger youngest one. I mean, one night I don't know we were heading. We went out when it was dark, or whether we were going to bed or something, and she just started heading off. Yeah, um, and they, there is that age when they do that. But also, uh, when when the youngest one was. I reckon, I reckon we might have done some camping when, I'm trying to think, when the middle one was in a portable cot. Mm-hmm. Definitely the youngest one has been in a portable cot. And when they're in there, they're stuck in there. They can't mm. wander off at all. Yeah, yeah. It's actually she's got older and now she's in a bed yeah. um, or a swag on the floor or something. She's actually more likely to, to go somewhere. Yeah. So you could kind of, you know, contain her a bit, bit more then, like when she was younger and she was in a, a portable cot that she could yeah. climb out of. Yeah, it's like, but then you can also use it as like a playpen. So yes, you can that's right. That's right. I've got there. um, uh, you can use a bit of a playpen, and that's what we would do is we put her in that in the shade under a tree or something while we we're packing up. Yeah, because that's the time some of the packing up in the camper trailer. Yeah, you really need two people and you need to hold some of it, and so you can't just have someone that could be wandering off. Yeah. and especially if we're camping near water or something, you just cannot have yep. yeah her or any of them just you know not. Not accounted for, yeah. Um, and it's hard enough, you know. You got canvas over your head, and you, you're under somewhere trying to put a pole up, and yeah. you can't always see them. No, um, so you need to know that they're yeah that they're contained, or that they're just old enough, or that they're mm. trying to uh, help as well, and they're putting stuff in bags, and they're trying to get the ropes and wind them up and stuff. Yeah, but you know that they're involved and not just yes. just kind of wandering off. And they're at that age where they want to be involved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. They they want to be want to be helpful. Yeah. Um, I want to, yeah, want to help put the tent up or, yeah, or down. Yes. Now, this is going to be a bit 
different for you mm-hmm. because you're kind of not working yet you mm. so be, and, and it's a bit of an unknown environment so but in your family's paid work environments do you feel that your family responsibilities are well supported so probably maybe at you, your husband's work do you think it's taken into consideration that he's got young yeah. children yeah yeah he um his work is quite family friendly um he stayed home with the girls when they've been sick yep. and it's always been quite a simple thing if he'll just email his boss or ring his boss and say, hey, not coming in today, this is what I'm doing. Um, a few times he's like he's been home with the girls and they've been sick and he's had like a teleconference or something he has yep. to do. So they'll be in the house watching TV and he's out under the pergola with his teleconference. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, and I've like come home from uni and the dog will have barked and he will have sort of been like sorry i'm outside i'm home with my kids yeah yeah yeah, yeah so quite quite well of that yeah so what about the uh environments you've gone into for placements have you felt like that that you have young children as as being supported or allowed for or considered um my fellow students consider it yep and will quite often work around me and what I need as far as times and things. Um, university itself, they've been really good. Yep. Um, I've, I've tried not to play the mum card too many yeah, times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you don't want to be seen as... Yeah, but the, the few times that I have, they've been so understanding. Um, and this year, one of my lecturers is a single mum with a child around the same age as my girls. Yeah, okay. And so she's been extremely understanding and things like... Um, we had a compulsory class and I turned up to the morning lecture with the girls and she came up to me and like in front of other people. So it wasn't a big secret, but she came up to me and she said, go do something with your kids. It's fine. Miss the class. I'll, I've yep. given you permission. Go. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So yeah, placement, I have worked around it with other students and university have been very understanding. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good. But I also, as I said, I've not, played that mum card too many times and I think that's part of why they've been understanding because I haven't constantly gone well I've got kids yeah so you need to do this that and the other yeah yeah yeah. because in in the end I've chosen to study yep I've chosen to have my children they are not responsible for my schedule to work yep but they also in my opinion they have a responsibility to encourage all of the students equally Yes. And to not make it any harder than it has to be for mm. parents to return to study. Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, it's it, I can see that it's a valuable thing for them to have students coming out with a range of life experiences. Mm. So if it is too prohibitive for people with children, yes, mm. you end up with a graduating class entirely of young people, Yeah, um, which is not altogether bad, but a mix of more experienced people, mm. uh, yeah, different life experiences and whatever is is ultimately going to be a good thing. Yeah. I think it helps that the field that I'm studying in is a very popular field for people to go into later. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's quite common for people to enter the field in a, at a later point. Mm-hmm. Um and it's also quite common for people straight out of high school to hit placement and realise it's not for them. Yeah, okay. Um, so there's quite a high yeah, rate yeah. of dropout. Yeah, right. And I would say 30 40% of the people that I'm at university with 
would be considered mature age students. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Most of them it's more they're in their twenties rather than in their thirties. Mm. But they are in that Right, so they're not straight out of high school. Not all of them, no. Right. So they've done some other work. Yes. Not in the industry. Yes. For a while. Yes. And then have decided Yeah, okay. Yeah. I was kind of probably picturing it as a bit more yeah, straight yeah. out of High school yeah. type. A lot of them have only sort of, they've had one or two years out, so it's more like a gap year sort of yeah, situation. Yeah. But, yeah, I not everyone is straight out of high school. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is, yeah, quite common to go into it as an older person, as I've said. Yeah, and, I mean, I guess I guess I see with the industry that you're going into, it is quite female-dominated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and there are industries like that and, say, teaching where – Retaining women has just been an issue for such a long time. Like, there's a lot of other industries where yeah. they're just coming to that. Um, but industries such as those, this has been around for a very, very long mm. time. And they couldn't just exist with that um, perspective of as soon as you get married, you stop working because yes. you'd have no workforce. Yes. And so it is an industry where the thought, the thoughts around that have been yeah. uh, are much more well-established. Yes, yes. And... Being a female-dominated industry, if everyone stopped when they had a child, then there'd be no expertise. Yes, yes. And you'd be all fresh people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there wouldn't be that same level of um, shared knowledge and of new knowledge. Yeah. Uh, because there wouldn't be enough people with a really good knowledge base to then learn more off that knowledge base. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah there wouldn't be the experience to guide mm. The, the kind of fresher people into the into the environments and the yeah. industry. Um, yeah. So in the scramble of work and family life, in the scramble of study and family life, have you had any funny or disastrous moments? <laughs> um, last week I did the washing too early in the week and had to send one of the girls to school not in her uniform. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Just the timing just kind of. Yeah. And my husband went, oh, mummy failed. Hey, it's a bit of a joke. And so she went off to school and told the teacher mummy failed. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> She was still in the right colour. Yeah, yeah. It was in the right spectrum. It was it was close. Right clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, to be honest with, with, yeah, that whole kind of placement and study mm. and all that, that stuff, working that around school, I mean, I'd be disappointed. Surprised is when yeah. you didn't come up with at least one, something yeah. like that. I mean, I think you're doing pretty well yeah. if that's the... <laughs> No, there's also been a lot of um, school lunchboxes left on the kitchen bench. Yeah, right, yes. And generally it's been my husband who's had to drive up from work, get the lunchbox off the bench, take it over to the school, drive back to work. <laughs> yes. Generally in, in this house, as long as the lunch is made, it gets to the bag, yeah. if that makes sense. I don't really remember. I Water bottles we have. We have yes. had water bottles. Yeah. And to, to be entirely honest, I have noticed at times that someone hasn't packed their water bottle and I've just gone, no, I'm not going to say. Yeah. They haven't got it. We're just going to go. I mean, if it's like a meal, I might. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I have just gone, okay, well, you won't have water today and that's probably you're more likely to remember it to yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. They, um, they haven't done it for a while, I must yeah, admit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you've got to train them to do their own lunch. Yes. Yeah, yeah well, see, <laughs> this is this is kind of a, um, a quite a, a, a difference in how my husband and I work with – 
children where I am quite happy and I'm getting my oldest to do her own lunch. Mm -hmm. But he's very much about doing everything for them. Yeah. Um, and yes, it's, I do as much as I can. And now I'm unemployed. I can have more influence over that yep. because it's always me as opposed to sometimes being me. Um, but, yes, if it was up to me, they would be doing a lot more of their own packing. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Um, even just that working out how much food they need in a day yep. um, has been a learning curve in itself for them. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, like knowing how much to pack for themselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting point because once I have more influence. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, my eldest would pack like one mandarin a day, I think, <laughs> <laughs> if that was her kind of, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, no, you'd learn eventually. You'd do that a few times and you'd learn and you'd pack some more. Yeah, exactly. But <clears throat> if she was, you know, totally um, determining the volume, as you're yes. saying, she would she would pack nothing mm-hmm. and my middle one would have, like, not just the lunchbox but the whole yeah. school bag full. <laughs> yes. She's just – we often joke that she's just permanently hungry. Just yeah. Like, um, and the thing is, uh, we, like, as we were recently on holidays, you notice it more. Mm. Because at school, I, I guess it's a bit more, you know, this is the time to eat and we're yes. doing it. So I assume she doesn't tell her teacher she's hungry all day. But <laughs> kind of, you know, spending a week when you're always doing something together, always in the car because it's a big driving holiday, um, you just kind of notice it more. It's like, I'm hungry. It's like, you're just permanently hungry. Yes. <laughs> I have one of those as well. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the youngest She's not as permanently hungry, mm-hmm. but she's got this thing, you know, the mispronunciation. So she's hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> so <laughs> while we're on holidays, they're, they're like the little little one would go, I'm hungry. And then the rest would go, I'm hungry. <laughs> and then the middle one's always, I'm super duper hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So that would be an interesting thing yeah. for if, if the middle one was, was packing. Yeah. Her, her volumes would be. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. We um, because we started out as far as getting to pack their own lunch. When we first started to try and move to that, we would make their sandwiches for them. Yeah, just so that we knew that at least something that went in there was it was something proper in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, one of our girls would always overpack, and then she'd come home and throw stuff out. About, yeah. And so then yeah. it was like, well, how much are you not eating each day? How much do you think you actually need to take? And so she made those adjustments herself. Herself, yeah. Whereas my other my other girl is just. She'd just pack it and it would just be right and it would just be fine and everything's just in its place and right. Yep. <laughs> but she's also my dreamer who is the one who leaves her lunch at home. So Yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> Balance. Yes. <laughs> yeah, swings around about. So mm. it kind of works some ways better than others. So is your version of family uh, what you thought family would look like before you had children? I didn't imagine I'd have twins. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And if you, yeah, as you said earlier, you weren't really, yeah, you're expecting your path of motherhood, not path, but motherhood being a bigger role. Yeah. I guess that's, yeah, Yeah. different to what you expected. Yes, yeah. I sort of had this idea in our head that we'd have a baby and then when they were a year or so old, we'd start trying to have another baby. Yeah. And around that time, we'd sell our house and move. But then I, um, Felt pregnant with the girls and we had to 
totally readjust our whole sort of yep. five-year plan. Yeah, yeah. When you're yeah. getting two for the price of one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. And just kind of do that kind of, as we were saying earlier, the kind of compressed yeah. um, version of parenting. Yeah. So when the when the girls were born, um, my husband had nine months left on his master's. Yeah. And when he had about a month left on his master's, we sold our house and moved. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it was just, yeah, that, that was not what I imagined. I imagined that we'd... Yeah have a child and we'd sort of just coast along and I'd probably go back to work and then yep. we'd have another child and I'd probably go back to work again. Yep. And there'd sort of be this um, three to four year process of having a couple of kids yes. and yeah. transitioning back to work. And it was just like, oh, oh. I often call it the Band-Aid approach. Yeah. Because it was like ripping off a Band-Aid. Yep, yep. <laughs> you just did it in one go. You just did it all in one go. Yeah, you That's don't rip right. off the Band-Aid off one yeah. around half you. And then you haven't had that, like you're talking about, um, going into the workplace, maybe going again, kind of taking, mm. feeling like you're taking steps backwards in regards to work, going back in, yeah. maybe part time, and yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> but then I don't know that I'd be where I am now mm-hmm. if we'd had that original master plan. Yes, go according yeah. to plan because I probably would have just gone back to my previous office job. Yep, I wouldn't have had that five years at home to think and to say, is this what I want? Yeah. Um, do do I want more out of life? And in that five years, we had an illness and a death in the family mm-hmm. that further made me question what I wanted out of life. Yeah, that's right. I hadn't yeah. really thought about that, but that yeah. has kind of moved you, that experience yeah. has moved you in the path that you're on now, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had in the... 12 months before we started, before I started uni, sort of 12 months before, almost exactly, in the space of just over three months, we actually lost three family members. Yeah. And it was, uh, two of them, it was long-term illnesses, which I helped care for these people. Yep. And it was that real reasoning of, I can do more and be more than working in a call center. Yep. <laughs> or working yeah. in retail. You, you can see that the role that you've played in that process yeah. is much better. Bigger. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Had I had that original master plan worked out, I wouldn't have been involved as involved in that care because yeah. I would have been, I would have had my work been working as well at that time. Yeah. Um, and so that change of plan completely changed the whole course of yeah. my imagination. It's really life. thrown up some different options and different territory. Mm. Yeah. That, that, yeah, probably wouldn't have happened. Yeah. That's yeah. a really interesting interesting kind of perspective, interesting path. Mm. What advice would you give to someone who is about to enter the family and work study stage of life? Make sure you've got a lot of support before you start. Yep. Um, Because you won't necessarily fail without the support, but it'll be a very, very bumpy road instead of just a very bumpy road. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if you, you know, if you're doing it, going into study full time as someone with a family, Make sure that you are definitely one hundred percent committed to what okay. you're doing. Yep. Um, because if you're even slightly doubting it, it's yeah. going to make an already hard thing so much harder. Yes. Yeah. And when you get to those points where it's just blooming hard, yeah, then you're just much more likely to go. No, nah, it's just not possible. Yeah. Mm, yes. Yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for talking to me today. That's all right. Thanks for talking to me. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. If you have a parent friend who is studying or is about to start some study and you think this might be of value to them, please share the love. Share any of the posts on the Facebook page or go to the website, find the episode and click one of the share buttons that is directly below the podcast player. If you want to keep up with what is going on in the head of a codfish world, you can like the Facebook page or join the Facebook group. You can find the Facebook page at www.headofacodfish.com slash Facebook. That will take you straight there. Or the Facebook group, which is called Codfish Squad, can be found at www.headofacodfish.com slash codfish squad. So the Facebook group is a lovely squad of working parents who are always willing to answer any questions or provide any help they can to a fellow working parent. Okay, that's all from me. See you later.